Actually, it shows here. Right, well, we're back, back in your ears after a little bit of a break over the summer. Uh, quite amazingly, we're up to episode 40 of the Malt Travel podcast. And today we're going to finish off our A to Z ramble uh, through beery trips, beers, breweries, etc. So uh, I'll turn the music off and uh, good evening, gentlemen. How are we? Oh, fine. Thank you, yourself. Yes, it's a while to be here, isn't good. it? Really? Yes, a few weeks that we've had a, we've all had a bit of a, well, Pop Nick, Nick's been working. I put on the Twitter feed the other mm. day that me and Bruce have been off enjoying ourselves and Bruce, uh, Nick's been working. Mm. So we're recording this yeah. on Sunday, the 21st of August. It's, August seems to have flown by, we're, uh, scarily. Uh, we've just been talking about football with some great football, some York, well, Yorkshire and North East football today. So Leeds have beaten Chelsea and Newcastle have drawn with Man City. Uh, great atmosphere there, Bruce, in that stadium. Though I thought you might oh. wonder whether you and uh, Ben had got, well, got up there. Sadly, it's almost impossible to get a ticket now. And I think, uh, I think realistically, even though I've got the waiting list now for a season ticket, I might die before I get a place. <laughs> I think great, I'm only fifty-five. But, uh... yeah. and I presume <laughs> those... you'd, be struggling, you'd be struggling with trains anyway, Bruce. Oh, that's true. Well, back to normal today. Back to normal today. But, but presume yeah. those big games as well. Pretty much sell out, don't they? All those games. Like oh yeah, City we all and... seem to go. The members go. Yeah. Yeah. So I say, yeah. I think, no, I think for the foreseeable future, like FA Cup games, EFL games. Uh, uh, I mean, they're in a difficult position in terms of expanding the ground as well, aren't they, with that lazy end there? So, yeah, yeah, it's not, yeah, it's not massive. So, as I said, we're going to finish up our A to Z. So, would you believe we've, I reckon we've covered 22 letters, or we will have covered um, by oh. the end of this one, 22 letters. So, there are four letters left, mm. although three of those letters are X, Y, and Z. So we did actually take those out of the bag. Uh, Why? The start of this process. Why? Um, <laughs> Z you could probably do, but X would be tough, wouldn't it? So we might try and do those, though. We might do those. And then <laughs> any idea what letter that we kind of an okay letter that we haven't covered? So today we're going to do E, R, and S. We did A, B, C right at the very start, eight weeks or eight podcasts ago. Any idea which T we haven't covered? So which letter? I've got to win, haven't I? T. T. So, T. Yeah. so T is a letter that is I don't T? think we've covered. So quick fire, T's. What would Thornbridge. we go for? Tetley's, Tetley's. Thornbridge. So Nick would go for Thornbridge. Go on, Nicholas. Why would you go for Thornbridge? Uh, Thornbridge, Jaipur. Thornbridge, whichever you want to go for. Decent brewery setup. In fact, I was going to have a can of Jaipur tonight because it was on offering little other day for cancer for forty nine. But then I found this cheeky little number in the back of my freezer that you got with my. All right. Yeah, oh, so, yeah, so right. okay. since it's the middle of summer, I'm going <laughs> yeah. to have a micro brew, uh, Christmas pudding, and vanilla custard stout. Oh. Uh, I the think can I bought, itself I think... looks yeah, a bit no. bashed around. So yeah. I'm a bit. <laughs> well, I I open, well, if I open this up and it goes all over the living room <laughs> carpet, um, I'm not going to be very happy. But I anyway, think I bought you both been... one of those for Christmas, if I rightly. My little box that I sent you both. I think yeah, I've got right. you both one of those. Well, actually, yeah. as if by magic, I'm actually drinking the Thornbridge tonight because I'm on my my box of bean. And again, as always, it's a little bit mad. So I'm I'm on their Zara, which is a uh, hybrid beer, which is a brooder like an ale and uh, conditioned like a lager. So that, that's very nice. So so next pick Thornbridge. And it actually is the peak end of this weekend, actually. And I've been watching it. It looks like they've been, well, I've, the weather's been okay, I think. Um, I mean, if you've been last weekend, it'd be fantastic. So that seems to go very well. So Nicholas is now pouring his what was it, Christmas whatever stout. It looks Christmas all right. pudding and vanilla uh, vanilla. Hey, it's got a custardy head anyway. Yeah, it looks. Uh, like, uh, I don't like that. So there's no point yeah. asking Bruce because he's, he's probably yeah. gonna, he's been the bubble often anyway. Kind of tight. I've had a couple of beers and my friends put on at nine o'clock. I've just had a large glass of red wine as well. So, <laughs> so mine looks very nice. Mine looks a very very clear. Uh, like I said, this is a, uh, what do they call it? This is a, a Colne-style beer, so very, very nice. So uh, Nick's picked Thornbridge. I probably would pick Thornbridge. I'd probably pick their brewery tap, 
which I know we've mentioned a few times on the uh, on the podcast. Bruce, now you've picked Tetley's. Now, Tetley's, well, you can go and get a pint of Tetley's, can't you? Yeah, but not the Tetley's we all know and loved. It's been, now it's, it's, not, it's been moved from Leeds to Northampton. Now I think it's back in the hands of uh, Leeds Brewery brewing it again out of the Yeah, uh, but they're, so. uh, they're, they're not brewing the bitter, though, aren't they? Brewing a, pay, a Tetley Pale Ale. Or a, very it's not it's yeah. not Tetley Bitter Bitter. I still think that's been, I thought that was being brewed, and that was Bath that was being brewed in uh, Lancashire. I think you're right. There is still a, a, a Tetley Bitter. You can actually go to the old Tetley headquarters, can't you, in Leeds? Um, yeah, down in Granary Wharf, there's all sorts of posh apartments down there now. There's a very good steakhouse, but uh, it is hard. I mean, one of those things, uh, a bit like the um, sort of, uh, what's it, was it Monkeys leaving Gibraltar? I don't think anybody ever thought Tetley uh, no. would leave Leeds. It just seemed to be ingrained in the city and was such a massive brand. I mean, it was only about 12, 15 years ago, they were sponsoring the English cricket team. They were everywhere, weren't they? Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, I don't think anybody thought it would go. But they leave a legacy of... Uh, some uh, fantastic pubs, some which are preserved, and some sadly, uh, sadly. Well, I, had, I had a pint. I had a pint of the Spotty Cow uh, last weekend. It was all right. The beer was all right. Not so much sure about the pub, really. And was uh, that exactly as you were drinking, Nick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because the pub, the open then. This is our pub in. Martin yeah, well, they, they made they made they made a big thing about doing a soft opening, and they had a photograph in the local press of the landlord and his partner and uh, Lord Nilaland. Uh, obviously, the, the chap who owns Moulton and his son stood outside the pub. Um, mentioned that um, they were they were having Tetley's on in in homage to it, the fact that it was a Tetley's heritage pub. And yeah. I read the article; it said they had six beers on. I was a little bit disappointed though when I walked in, and those six beers were Tetley's, uh, Guinness. Um, a lager, well, two lagers, and then probably a cider. So they weren't beers as such. That's what they had on the bar. But, yeah, the Tetley's was okay. Um, the girl behind the bar, or the lady behind the bar, sort of like, uh, when I asked her how much it was, she sort of paused, put her eyes up in the sky and went uh, five pounds. And oh, then realised why. God. Because they didn't have a till. They had a plate behind the bar with a load of money on it. So... How long it's going to be open for, I don't know. Um, but, yeah. But the Tetley's is okay. The Tetley's fine. So, but, yeah, it'd be interesting to know where it is brewed nowadays. So, well, I've uh, just been looking now. So, Tetley's, they call it Tetley's, Tetley's Original Bitter now. And that's actually brewed by uh, Marston's Carlsberg. So, I presume it's brewed in uh, in in Burton-on-Trent. Yeah, well, um, in, the, in the supermarkets, you see more of that Tetley's Lager. Yeah. You brew a Tetley's Lager now. But you see more of that than the the old, good old Tetley's Bitter. Oh, actually, it says, I think Banksy's Brewery, actually. Um, and then, basically, uh, Bruce mentioned Leeds, Leeds Brewery. They they uh, brew the number three pale ale uh, mm. with a Tetley's brand on it. So, uh, so there you go. So, okay, so that was our tea. So, quick catch-up then. Um, and, again, we've, we probably haven't going to do this um, justice, really. So, in terms of beery highlights. So, Bruce, you've been on a, on a, a mini tour of, of European ports. <laughs> yeah, so we've had a 12-night uh, cruise there. So from being point of view, where do we go? Well, we went to northern Spain, to Haruna uh, and uh, Bilbao. Um, I'd say, interesting being in northern Spain, a great destination. Uh, seemed to be a little bit of a craft beer thing going on there, but the dominant beer is the uh, Estrella Galicia, which is brewed there. Uh, this is uh, sort of a, a lower carbonated, darker uh, a, Really good beer, I'd say, though. And incredibly cheap is northern Spain. Uh, you're getting uh, the sort of standard, um, you know, that sort of, um, was it half litre? Uh, it was about one euro, 80 in most of the places, but it was nice beer. And in supermarkets, you could get a six-pack for three euros, 50, or a 12-pack for five euros, 90. So northern Spain, incredibly cheap. Did seem to be in a Haruna, a little bit more of an independent beer scene going on, uh, but don't think parasols and brownies, but obviously... Uh, they want to look at the tourist sites, not to seek those out. Uh, Bilbao, again, really cheap. Bilbao, a great city, though. A fantastic, uh, what they're in the market hall there. The, the, the half of it is the old market, so it's full of produce. The other half is this astonishingly busy uh, street food market. Lots of places there selling craft beers, though. And again, really reasonable. Great destination, Bilbao. Um, we went to Portugal to uh, Lisbon and Porto. Uh, Porto, from a drinking point of view, absolutely fantastic place. I mean, obviously, it goes without saying that it's a world capital of Port, but to actually go and see it, it's hard to believe uh, 
what an influence pot has on that city, that little tiny drink that barely nobody under 90 drinks now. I mean, one side of the River Dora is just dominated. And we went down the cable car and there was something on eyes. It's just dominated by pot bottling plants, by pot caves, the warehouses where they keep all these bottles apart. And it's almost got its own infrastructure. All the streets are really old and spoiled and cobbled. Um, absolutely astonishing, really. Um, you know, you think who's drinking all this pot, but yeah, you see all the famous names there, Sandermans, Graham's Taylor. So it's almost, um, you know, we think of all being British owned houses, don't we? But it literally is just one side of that city, that riverbank um, is, is just dominated by pot. And I have to say, they're very fair in terms of <laughs> giving you it. And you could go to many bar, really, and try. There are five styles of pot, you know, it's just when you get there. And you could have a, a little tasting chair with five samples for five euros. So great stuff, really, there. Uh, in terms of beer, um, obviously in Porto, it's uh, Lisbon, it's all dominated by uh, Superbock and uh, Segres. Uh, they do drink pints in Portugal as well, which is quite interesting, but again, not too expensive at all. I did prefer the Superbock of those two. Uh, we went to uh, La Rochelle and uh, went to La Havre in France. Uh, a very big shock, I have to say, going from uh, Bilbao to France at uh, one minute having for uh, a couple of beers, a couple of soft drinks and spending eight euros where we jumped off the cruise boat in uh, La Rochelle, which was very nice. And they have a cafe Leffy there, of course. Uh, Leffy have these, uh, this chain of uh, high-end brasseries that do really good food in these major sort of uh, uh, French, uh, Belgium, uh, Spanish uh, destinations. Belgium's full of them. They have a huge rack of uh, tap of beers to try, but incredibly expensive again. Went and chose a beer, some chose one, two soft drinks. And from being sort of eight euros over in northern Spain, we're suddenly paying 26 euros. Uh, so France, uh, incredibly expensive. They need to sit down and have a beer. That was just on somebody who'd been there recently. They were sh sh shocked. But yeah, La Rochelle, lovely. Uh, and say, um, but incredibly expensive. And from La that's because of the new, that's because the new you're British, Bruce. No, everyone's paying the same. If, 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 you, if, if yeah. you spoke to him in French, it would have been half the price. No, no in, in France, you also pay, you also pay for where you drink the beer as well. So yes, I will. even the same venue, you might pay different prices depending on where you're sitting. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, La Rochelle is dominated across by its how the, the part yeah. of most of these places are. Um, and we did try to go on the back street and get a beer. Although British landlords take notes rather bizarre because at sort of 10, 11 in the morning, you know, they have these cafes, grab to have you sit there and have a coffee and a beer and take your money. Once it gets 12 o'clock, unless you're buying a sort of three-course meal, they're really not interested in you as well. Yeah. I think it'd be lovely if some of these French people wanted to a pub and have three pints. The landlord say, "Do you fancy pine chips as well?" Do <laughs> <laughs> so, you like it? Yeah. yeah but Bruce, Bruce, then they definitely knew you were British if you were trying to get a pint at eleven o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was, it was, it was insane. There were just huge amounts of restaurants with a vast tranche of outside seating in La Rochelle, and every couldn't get a table anywhere. Um, so yeah, <clears throat> from La Havre though, we went to. Uh, uh, we got the local bus through the sort of normally countryside with all locals. We went to Etretat. Uh, to be fair to France, public transport is incredibly cheap, though. I mean, it was an hour's ride each way, and it was about like two euros. Lovely ride out through the countryside. I went to Etretat, which uh, is uh, one of these places where all French people have out to see. It's a beach bookended by two massive uh, cliffs. The cliffs have got natural arches in them, so it's incredibly scenic. There's a uh, old chapel on one of them. You can walk there, get the uh, petty train. Uh, but the town itself was absolutely fantastic, full of all sort of taverns and um, bars and places to eat. Uh, incredibly uh, fantastic uh, zoomed atmosphere. And we normally say we go into France quite a lot now. A lot of these, uh, these seaside towns in France are all very similar, really. They've kind of got the, uh, the part of the build around it where Etretat was a little bit different. There's a little labyrinth of streets. Uh, but like I said, I've learned our lesson before. Um, me and Ben took ourselves off to, uh, we saw a real dirty little tobacco, you know, with all lots of seedy characters and, you know, the, the window where people bet on the harness racing and, uh, and uh, about a 12-foot wall of uh, cigar, cigars and cigarettes. I'd say smoking still very popular in France, I have to say. So in there, it was great. They had the Jupiter down there and it was quite reasonable. Uh, but yeah, that was by that was a great drinker there. And then we washed up in Belgium at uh, Zeebrugge, where you can see if I on YouTube, we went to that famous uh, shop, part of the... Uh, uh, the Bruges Beer Museum. We've got this astonishing shop. It must be the biggest collection of bottled beers, surely in Europe, if not the world. It is absolutely astonishing, that place. Um, well worth the trip there. And then about eight on draft as well. But there's nothing, the weakest beer they had on the, the draft pumps was 9%. Uh, so I finished that sort of bonkers together. And then finally, yeah, we just stopped at Blankenberg on the way back as well to our boat. So we like Blankenberg. They've got a huge uh, boardwalk, uh, just end to end bars doing all sorts of different things. That were, 
craft beer ones, or ones with cocktails, or ones where you all sat in bean bags, again, heaving with people. And then finally, we ended up in Amsterdam, which was absolutely dreadful, really. Amsterdam's quite like a building site. It's um, they're putting new tram lines in to every approach uh, to the centre of the city. Uh, it, it's just incredibly dirty. It's overcrowded. The place was filthy. It was rammed full of people. And I have to say, the price of stuff there was absolute madness. Um, we went and had a, a couple of uh, Heineken, so we got to show them. I took the froth off the stick, a couple of soft drinks, and I think it worked out at about £22. Uh, it is insanely expensive. Mm-hmm. It's Amsterdam and definitely, definitely needs uh, avoiding to get those tram lines finished. Uh, I was supposed to catch at night, I know, but the minute it really dreadful. So I know it was grateful. We got to try some uh, lots of different beers, lots of different bar experiences. Uh, I have to say, we're on the Carnival Pride ship. There was absolutely zero beer on board the boat we were drinking. They had some uh, beer they put on the boat in America, this uh, red frog beer. That was obviously kept alive by an infusion of pills every week. It looked dreadful. <laughs> and otherwise, it was $7.50 uh, for a can of Miller Lite. So we went past it. I don't know, but and Nick's told us about these, uh, what do you call them, Nick? Petrol cans, the very large cans that used to constitute... Yeah, growlers or yeah. Growlers. Yeah. There were none of those to be had, so yeah. So, no, it was great fun, it was great fun, but yes. Good yeah. Whilst we moan, whilst we moan about the price to be here after very different experiences, but yeah, let's just be like that. If you're into craft beers, great prices, great value on all things. Northern Spain is definitely a yeah. destination worth considering. Yeah. And, of course, you can get the overnight boat now direct into... Uh, and mm. uh, from mm. parts like you go about six hours from parts yeah. to uh, parts of Delahab and the place down there of Fab. So it was jolly good fun, jolly good fun. Very good. So that's Bruce's little summary of his summer. So I went off to Greece. So again, there was not a great deal of choice in terms of beer. You could drink quite a few different to the <laughs> brands. Uh, in fact, the hotel had something called Vap on, which actually yeah. found it was brewed in rose, and it was actually it was all right actually. Yeah. Um, I mean, over there it was about three euros a pint. Um, and in fact, if you went in the day, happy hour, it was getting down two euros a pint. Wow! Um, that particular bar on the on the thing that that was that, that big cost me four euros, but that was yeah. a bit more kind, a bit more of a smarter bar. And again, yeah. sat on the roadside, um, so that was good fun. It was quite nice though getting back to the UK and drinking some proper beers. So I've had a few few nice beers. I've been drinking quite a lot of New Zealand pale, which seems to be quite popular yeah. over the last couple of weeks. Um, so a stop pot brewery, uh, I think that one on the picture is. And that was that was really nice. Uh, and then I, I must have been a New Zealand pale yesterday as well in in Stone. Um, and then a, a little trip out um, went ended up in Congleton earlier this week. Um, and again, there's a there's a fairly recent Jewels. Um, we've mentioned Jewels lots and lots of times. Um, once of Stone, now of Market Drayton. Um, and again, they do they do kind of a, a very I mean it's very Jewelsy. Um, uh, I know we talked, me and Nick, we've talked about the Crown Wharf in, in Stoneware, I took Nick, and this is their, this is the, their pub, the Prince of Wales in Congleton, and it's had the same, yeah, it really is, actually, you know, it's, uh, unfortunately, well, fortunately, there was only two, there was me and, me and the lad in there, and that was it, and that was, what was that, that was about four o'clock on a Thursday, Wednesday afternoon, and there was only two of us in the, in the pub, um, oh. in fact, we were waiting because they, the Bear Town Brewery in Conklin, a bit, a, bit, a bit of an expansion. They've got a couple of pubs now, and their pub opposite wasn't didn't open till four, so we called in here. Um, but yeah, it was it was quite a nice little pub. And as I say, Nick's been busy working, but he did manage to get a couple of soirees out, and I, I've met him a couple of times. We've had a couple of beers in in in, in Malton as well, um, and he's got a very nice picture there. For again, for those on YouTube, Nick, you managed mm. to get to Whitby Brewery at least once over the last few weeks. Yeah, that was when was that? That was Sunday. Sunday evening, yeah, yeah about two and a half weeks ago it was, very nice. Hit it right, uh, managed to get to Driffield Spoons a week last Wednesday. Guess what they had on? They had Thornbridge Jaipur on. So using my vouchers, I had a couple of pints of that, which is what, five and a half percent. I had a bottle of six and a half percent Elvis juice for my meal. And I can't remember what my fourth pint was because it was... Uh, <laughs> I must admit, I, it was a good night all round. I had a, I had a Jaipur X the other night. I, I just I had a couple. I've been in the town a couple of beers in town, and I came home and I was just trying to go through my beer cellar, and the Jaipur X was there. I thought, oh, sorry, I'm going to drink that. And that's ten percent. So yeah, that's oh, uh, a, bit, a bit stronger. But no, it's very nice night with the brewery. It looks busy. It looks like it's uh, still ticking over there, Nick. Yeah, uh, I went to the spoons um, there as well, and unfortunately, they they couldn't have the upstairs bar open. Uh, lack of staff is still a massive problem. Mm. So we were queuing out the door. They literally had two members of staff behind the bar downstairs. Oh, As yeah, I said, they were allowing people busy. to sit upstairs, but they were saying service on the app polling. Of course, you can't use your vouchers by on the app, so you've got to queue at the bar. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, but it was, you know, it was busy, busy. But yeah, these sort of places just crying out for staff, they really are. Uh, well, there's that... a guy stood, school stood behind me and says, oh, look at that, he says. They're offering £11 for bar staff, £12 yeah. for cleaners. Oh, that's good, he says. I says, yeah, your cleaners always get bit more, but you expect to come in like, you know, 12 o'clock at night, clean the pub down ready for the morning or five o'clock in the morning, I said. Mm. Um, but no, they, they, you know, uh, certainly up here, uh, with us being in a more affluent part of Yorkshire in terms of um, uh, property prices, you know, a lot of what you could call working class jobs, uh, there's just a massive, massive cry out for them. And, and the problem is... The next, what well, they're now trying to talk about in some of that, I mean, I've got a couple of things just for the newsy bit now, obviously the next big hit is going to be energy, isn't it? And what they're saying is, it's been great, we're having yeah. wonderful weather for everybody, um, but of course, um, businesses, and there's no energy cap for businesses, yeah, so, yeah. you know, we think our residential prices are going to go up. You know, the cost yeah. of keeping a pub open over the winter is going to be extortionate. And then certainly around here, we've already started to see um, quite a lot of pubs are just, are just shutting. In fact, let's move on because we've got a couple of that in the highlights. Before we do that, though, I just thought I'd share this. I don't I don't think you've seen it. I don't want to share with you yet, gents. I know we've talked about Shetland and Guinness a, a few times yeah, before. Yeah. I know, Bruce, you, you follow this guy quite a lot. Yeah. And, he, and he posted this thing right, <laughs> oh, um, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and again, for those on, on not on YouTube, it, it's in a Weatherspoons. Um, it's it's a pint of Guinness, which looks doesn't look too bad, but it's in a Corona extra glass, one of those kind of horrible oh. looks like a bottle done with the, the head chopped off it. Oh, and it just, no. just look right, yeah. does it? So it it, it does say to serve myself a going to spoons, uh, a Greenwich oh, spoon. Oh. So yeah, Guinness, there we go. So no B news, yeah. So with the spoons, I know we talk about Wesley's a lot, but again, they've they've came out um end of end of last month. Uh they're looking at 30 million pound losses. And again, I think there are lots of reasons for that. We've talked about some of those before. But I thought it was interesting in that um, what they're really saying is they're feeling that beer is really being hit. Um, and again, there's something in this next bit here that says, you know, um, the most popular drink now at Weatherspoons is Pepsi. Um, that's that's the most most bought drink. Um, yeah. And at 1.75, you know, is, is a good deal on the high street. So people are going in and drinking that. Uh, uh, we've we've talked a lot about the 99p beers. Well, now that's moved up to 149, hasn't it? Now that's their cheapest beer, if you get that in a particular thing. Um, I think Tim Martin was really, the point he was making was about the tax, which again, we have mentioned quite a lot in that, you know, there is, we pay a hell of a lot. Of, I mean, it's interesting, Bruce talking about, you know, costs in France, but I, mean, I guess the, the Spain and the Portugal, you know, and the Greek, the price of beer puts in perspective, isn't it, that we do yeah. pay, I think we pay the highest amount of tax on alcohol and, and particularly beer um, in, in most European countries. Um, and, and that's, you know, that's 44, is it 40, 11% is beer duty, which is 44p in the 44p per pint, basically. Um, and 11% of beer, 50% of a bottle of wine and 79% of a bottle of spirits is tax. So that's, that's one of the things there. But it's a mixed picture. Well, that one of the things that Spoons are going to contend with is that, and nobody could see this coming, you can't blame him, that he's taken over some of these old buildings. I mean, I think of the uh, Winter Guards in Harrogate. Mm -hmm. What must it cost? The cost keep those, yeah, absolutely. Heat of light. Heat of light. You know, it's going to yeah. be, he takes up his old buildings, which is, which is a good thing. Yeah. Um, now we saw the old newspapers in Brighton things. But these are buildings with very, very high roofs. Um, yeah, he's going to face a few challenges. And then just, to, just yeah. to kind of make us all feel even better, despite all, you know, already all the doom and gloom, uh, the Sun last week ran a story that they reckon it's going to be fourteen pounds a pint in London. Um, but I think they reckon twenty twenty three. They reckon that uh, a pint of beer will sorry twenty twenty five. A pint of beer will cost you fourteen pounds. And again, yeah. the point they're making there is about things like business rates. So again, the point here was that uh, pubs they pay roughly twenty five p a pint in terms of business rate. Um, a supermarket pays two p for the same same product, same you know same alcohol, same beer. Bad supermarkets two p. Um, and obviously VAT, et cetera, they've had some tax breaks, uh, but again, those have all come back on now. So again, worrying, and of course, the net knock-on of that is that we see pubs are, uh, are kind of closing, as mentioned, and I know Stoke-on-Trent apparently is one of the two areas in the country that's, that's seen the most closure of pubs. But at the same time, the modern advertiser was uh, saying that 200 new breweries have opened yeah. over the past year so it's kind of swings and roundabouts isn't it it's it's, it's uh, as we've said i think before in that you know if, if 
if you are stuck a little bit in your ways and you've just see spiraling costs and you can't get staff, it's really hard. If you are willing to kind of take a bit of a gamble and do something a bit different and do something a bit newer, I mean, again, you know, that's a lot of these. We've talked about micro brewery, micro pubs and micro breweries and pop ups in shops, etc. Um, but again, I think 97 pubs closed between June and July uh, this year. Um, they, reckon, they, reckon, they reckon a thousand have closed since the beginning of the year, and in London, yeah. one in seven licensed premises have closed. Now, new breweries opening, it's what what are these breweries? You know, it's a lot easier now for people to buy a microbrew kit and suddenly start calling themselves a brewery. I mean, we've even seen that last five years, you know, little microbreweries have opened up and closed down again. And obviously, they don't have the overheads like the bigger breweries. Um, so yeah, and, they, I mean, and they're selling, and I think the difference now, Nick, is that they're in the main, they're selling direct, aren't they? Selling direct from their door. Um, they, they've got a tap, they'll have a shop, they'll have an online shop. You know, in the past, a brewery you had to either buy your tied houses up, uh, or you had to have your contracts with your clubs, etc. Whereas these days, yeah, yeah, you yeah. say you can open a, a pub in your shed, um, yeah, you can, you can open a tap, room, what you, you would call a online shop industry, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but it's, um, it's a lot. It's the longevity of those cottage industries, isn't it? And not, and not maybe you know you're probably just employing yourself and maybe one or two other people, um, and that's it, isn't it? So interesting to see kind of how that goes, really. So again, we we'll probably catch up more news as we go through um, the next few weeks. So so right as I mentioned, we're going to finish off our crawl through the alphabet. So as I mentioned, I think we've done seven podcasts now where we've covered um, twenty two of the twenty six letters of the alphabet. So tonight we're going to have four beers, one brewery, one town and two pubs. Uh, and again, interestingly, I don't think we all chose different uh, items, whatever, wrong word really. Um, so it was interesting. And I said, we, we, we've we already crossed T off. So we might also just at the end try and see if we can just quickly rack up X, Y, Y and Z, because they're the only letters that we missed off. So the E letter, which was interesting, because I thought we might have a bit more variety here. We've all gone for a beer uh, or, or certainly a brewery linked to a beer. So I think, Bruce, you're going to kick us off. And I thought I, this came left field for me from you. So your E was a very well-known, sorry, and here's, here's our number E, our bounce patrol again, um, was a very known Turkish beer, FS. It was. I like FS. I like the story of FS because, of course, uh, I mean, it's now actually um, owned by Europe's fifth biggest brewer, the company, the character of the, the uh, FS breed, brewed by, oh, they've got an insanely long name. I've had it, was it? It's brewed by... Oh. Anadolu Efes, they're Europe's fifth largest brewer. But of course, when they decided to start brewing beer, what they did was that, what should we do? What should we do? So they went across to Germany, they've had a lot of German uh, brewers to come down. So all beer in Turkey uh, adheres to um, Bavarian German laws. If you're brewing beer in Germany, it's got to be brewed to Bavarian rules, which I think is really great. Uh, Efes, of course, accounts for 80% of all the beers sold in Turkey, but it's actually one of the world's biggest beer brands now. Actually, you know what the world's biggest beer brand is now, incidentally? What's the world's biggest beer brand? It was Carlin. I don't know what it'll be. Well, the world's, the world's biggest beer <laughs> the brand. Variety. Was, well, Carlin's got always Budweiser, wasn't it? It's now Bud Light. Bud Light's now Bud Bud Light. Yeah. Bud Light's the biggest brand. So, yeah, so I've got the story that decided, well, we need to, you know, find it, do this properly, so... Uh, they went to the Germans, of course, probably the finest beer brewers in the world, and they kind of showed them how to brew this now. And of course, FS Pills is the car beer brand. Um, and of course, when you go there, there's only really this oh, tuba, tuba to drink when you go to uh, Turkey. Oh, no, no, we me and Nick found we found something else when last time we ah, were in Turkey. Dark, we found yeah. FS Dark, and then there's also FS Special, which again, <laughs> it's interesting because that dark is very, very much Dunkel. So, like you say, Bruce, is very much linked. But I think Nick, we yeah. got fed up with drinking the pills, didn't we? And then well, we found out that we could drink dark um, as well. I'm just trying to work out. I would call FA's a lager. Is is this mold travel ale or is it wanky <laughs> lager tittle tap? No, no. Well, it's, I think if get it's it brewed, off, it's, get it off it's, the screen. If it's brewed to the Bavarian rights laws, then yeah, I think it's ale. It's proper, proper beer, isn't it? In the same way that my Thornbridge beer I've just drank is a hybrid beer as well. So interesting, Bruce chose FS. So FS Pilsen, I said, but if you ever get a chance, try and find some FS Dark, which is very nice as well. Um, Nicholas has also chosen a, 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 a beer. Um, and again, from the brewery, whose name we sh- we tend not to mention much on the podcast these days. Hey, he's, he just, Harry he's, Potter all week with the kids. he's just paid out to his staff. <laughs> and and, and the, just opened the biggest the biggest pub in the UK, haven't they? In, uh, blue Chip, blue chip Debbie Dend. 
He yeah. reckons each of his staff members are going to get 100 and what, 188 quid, going up to 250 pounds. So, yeah, well, I mentioned this already this evening that if I go into Weatherspoons now, even though Weatherspoons is exceedingly cheap, if you get yourself a meal deal and you're entitled to an alcoholic drink that costs you about another pound 50, I reckon the best buy is to go for a bottle of Brewdog Elvis juice because it's the biggest bottle they have in the uh, fridge. It's a six 60 milliliter bottle, which is more than a pint. And for a time, they'd actually reduced the ABV on it. They'd brought it down to about five, five and a half percent. It's now gone back up to six and a half percent. Whilst I'm not a big fan of, of very, very fruity beers, I've always enjoyed the taste of grapefruit. And obviously, Brewdog Elvis Juice is a great infused IPA. And with the extra strength to it as well, it makes it a more of a complex rounded flavour. And I must admit that the other night when I was having me pint of uh, Thornbridge Jaipur and then followed that up with a big bottle of Elvis juice and then went back on my Thornbridge Jaipur, talking about lager again, the Thornbridge Jaipur tasted like a pint of Carlsberg. Uh, compared to the complex flavours and taste of the Elvis juice. So there's a top tip for you. When you go to Weatherspoons, you get your free alcoholic drink, go for a big, lovely bottle of Elvis juice. Uh-huh. Uh, it was interesting to know that on Tui now, again, they, the Brewdog Pale is their standard beer alongside Heineken and cider. Um, so that was quite interesting. Funny though, all the cans were different. All the cans were the different colours and, and slightly different branding, which was interesting. But they're all brew dogs. So there we go. And I also have chosen a beer as well for my E, and I have chosen Exmoor Beast. Although I could have chosen Exmoor uh, Gold because that's quite oh. a nice beer as well. Uh, but the Exmoor Beast is the kind of their dark, their darker beer, kind of very strong. I guess it's probably a bit like an, an ESB, an English strong bitter. Um, 6.6%. Nick, last time me and you were drinking that was in Weatherspoons in Whitby because they didn't right. have any Elvis juice. So I think you remember we ended up, uh, or maybe it was because we could use that with our, our um, peas. So we were drinking uh, Exmoor Beast. So you do find it, you know, there. obviously you find a lot in obviously down the southwest. Uh, it's always a pretty good, pretty good beer. I'd um, certainly, winter beer. It's a good beer. certainly recommend the gold. I remember making myself poorly on that. The Sheffield Beer Festival 1994. <laughs> I was doing A to E because. Uh, I was actually working the beer festival and they had them in alphabetical order. So I went A to E. Um, and I, I'd, I'd never heard of Exmoor beers before, obviously with them being down south. And I was basically stood in front of the Exmoor gold barrel. And so for every beer that I served, I sort of like was entitled to one myself. <laughs> and once again, it's a light, it's a good, well, it, yeah, you think it's the light beer. beer. It's yeah. a golden beer, but it's yeah. about 4.6, Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was a lovely beer to drink, but after six or seven pints of that, um, yeah, I was quite merry by the end of the evening. So quite a range there. So FS and Bruce, uh, Nick chose Elvis Juice, um, a brew dog, and I've chosen Exmoor Beast. Right, let's move. I think, on I think to Nick our... should have been forced to choose another another option for people with a moral. <laughs> well, after you, after you, think you think chose Dog, you know where the spoons. I mean, good God, Turkish as well. I say I did. I did wonder about E because I mean I've just put a few again for those on on YouTube. I, I just put, I've just thrown some ideas. I was just thinking about the other day. So we know Edinburgh. I thought, you know, we're, and Edinburgh, it's yeah. Edinburgh Festival at the moment, Edinburgh Fringe and Edinburgh. I know that I've just been listening to podcasts today, uh, the Moon of the Water podcast. And they say, you know, Edinburgh probably is the pub capital of the UK. And we've mm -hmm. talked about it quite a lot, haven't we? So we've all been in there drinking. Um, we've also, of course, got the Spread Eagle in York, which, OK, is still around. Maybe not quite. No, it's not. It, it, is, it is a Lebanese restaurant. All right, it's gone, has it? All right. Well, OK, we've got the Eagle and Child still in York, which is a pub yeah, that, again, yeah. we have frequented, which is quite a nice boozer. You've and got Everards down your way. Everards, Everards yeah, and they've got a new tap we keep saying we've got to go to. Yeah. And then uh, Nick and I are going to Sheffield tomorrow, and so I've got a picture at the bottom of Eccleshall Road as well, which is a bit of a, oh, yeah. a beer mecca in Sheffield, isn't it? Or very much Studentville, but it's... Uh, Eldridge Pope, go a bit retro. So we have lots of it. Anyway, we didn't choose there, yeah. so let's move no. on. So we're on to R now, and I'm going to be sad to leave Jack 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 Hardman with his, with his alphabet songs. Um, and again, I did just check in today, 3.29 million, sorry, 3 million and 2,900,000 mm. Followers, uh, that's going some minute. I mean, that you get he, he must be making some serious dough. You've got over he's three got a million big watch. followers, got a, he's got a huge a big watch, watch. Yeah, he's got a nice belt as well. Mm -hmm. So, anyway, we, we'll say goodbye to Jack with his R letters. So, I think, uh, Nick, I think you're kicking us off here. 
as my computer Ooh. starts to go into a freeze. So for the hours, actually, we've chosen two pubs and ah. another beer. Um, ah. Just doing something weird to our screen, and so it's not moving on. So, Nicholas, you've chosen a pub for the R. Yeah, it's I what think I would I've got the right pub when it comes All up right. in a minute. Okay. <laughs> anyway, it's what I would class as my local now. I'll come off share and I'll go back on it again. And it's not that one. No, no, that's not it. No, I have been in there though. Yeah. There we go. That's so the window. Your choice there is the Royal Oak Old Molten, which will be mentioned sick. several times. And in fact, we were doing, we, we talked about it in a recent podcast because we were there for their beer fest, weren't we, at the start of the summer? Royal Oak Bar and Kitchen, as it's officially called, or the Old Molten Royal Oak, as we would know it, because there's also a Royal Oak in the middle of the marketplace and the two pubs are quite some distance apart not just in actual physical distance, but in terms of what the offer and the sort of clientele that go in there. So, yeah, this is the Old Mutton Royal Oak. Uh, it's a nice 20-minute walk from me uh, along the River Derwent uh, through the fields that used to be where the old Roman fort was and Lady Springwood. So it's a lovely walk up there on a nice summer's evening or even when the weather's not so great because you, uh, you get the old blood system pumping uh, and then the carrot at the end of the stick is always the guarantee of at least one, two, three decent beers in the oak. Uh, Steve does the paddles in there, so you can try. He has four real ales on permanently now, predominantly always Yorkshire-based. So you can try the paddle of three-thirds and then decide which is your favourite. He always has uh, Leeds Best on there as well as a permanent one. Uh, good food as well. We were in there on Wednesday night having our midweek tea. Nice to see a lot of holidaymakers in. All really enjoying it. Uh, slight twist on his menu. Steve lived in South Africa for many years, so he has various different um, meals called the Gatsby. Everybody who's been to South Africa before, uh, he also does, what else does he do? He does the bunny chow, which is a hollowed out bread loaf, and he puts some uh, chicken curry in there, and he also had a boar bang on, uh, on the other night. Uh, but yeah, food and drink, certainly... The problem in Malton now is, you know, um, we've lost a lot of the pubs and certainly finding somewhere to eat on an evening uh, can be a struggle sometimes as well. So there'll always be a warm welcome at the Royal Oak uh, Pub and Kitchen in Old Malton. Very good. Good choice. So I'm sticking with pub. I think I'm, I'm on next. And oh, no, Bruce is on there. So I don't know mine's going. Anyway, so go on then, Bruce. You've chosen another beer. And again, yeah. a bit, I thought this was a bit left field. So you've chosen Marston's Ode Roger. Yes, the Irish because Roger. Well, of course, old Roger for us, and it's placed our heart really because, of course, we started drinking for our sort of apart from sort of busy malt and our real ill fix. I'd come to York, we had the Spread Eagle down uh, Walmgate, which was a fantastic pub. It was the only place you could get uh, uh, Taylor's beers apart from the tired house across the road and John Bull. Uh, but they always had uh, old Roger on, of course, 18, 19 years of age. I don't think it could possibly like it's true. And an almost mythical status, didn't it? Because yeah. Masters was it a great sort of beer moth that it is now, and you know, tons of pubs. It was just a brewery, you know. Even finding a part of pedigree was quite exciting. But they always had a Roger on, didn't it? And it was always that thing like, oh, should we try one? Should we try one? Try one later on. I remember it having uh incredibly uh sweet sort of sherry aftertaste. Now, I must I've not had one in years and years. When I thought about it, I was quite shocked to see that it's still sort of widely available. I never see it on draft anywhere now, so I think it's possible. No, I think it's merely bottled, and I think they only they only yeah. do it okay. They don't. It's seasonal. They don't do it all the time. But like you say, it's interesting that I think it is still the same recipe, still brewed by Marston's. Yeah. Um, again, if you're on YouTube, you can see they've slightly <coughs> updated the the graphics and things. It's still industrial. It's it stayed at seven point four percent. So like you say, I mean, back in the eighties, that was a strong bloody beer, wasn't it? That was it really was, yeah. Yeah, right um, now, would you? But that was incredible in those days. It was just unheard of, wasn't it? So it was a real. Uh, well, there was. I guess there was all peculiar, wasn't it? Which wasn't wasn't quite as strong. No. Um, obviously, Sudbury's where we used to drink. They they brought out old Bob, which was a kind of similar kind of brew. I mean, this is almost kind of a, a barley wine, isn't it? I mean, it's very yeah. much that style, that old English style. I mean, obviously, when I went to Loughborough University, um, obviously being in the Midlands, um, and the Griffin. Um, was a Marston's pub. And this was, like you said, a bit of a rite of a passage that every every new student had to go down and try and drink a pint of this. Uh, and not many people could drink a pint of old Rod, you've got to say. Um, it's a bit like the... the Bit like Robinson's old Tom, in it. Yeah, that kind of style, that old English style, really. So, so interesting. Where, where, where do you get that right up from, though, Mike on screen? 
that's that's there. That's from that's from the brewery. Because I would I would question that a, a, a recipe that was five hundred years old was using uh, hops five hundred years ago. Hops oh, yeah. were around no, five hundred no, years no, ago. Now I've been doing, doing lots of research recently. Um, do you know some of the first hops are actually found in York in about uh, when the Vikings the Vikings brought hops apparently, and when they were digging Coppergate they actually found um, hops. Uh, and they reckon that, and they, and they reckon that the Vikings began to use it because, of course, they were about to go off on their sea journeys. And obviously, the one of the key things about hops is it stops beer going off. It, it kind of, it's uh, it's bacterial killing properties. So no hops go back to Vikings, um, and it's a bit of a myth that they're they're more recent. Um, so anyway, we'll come back to that because it's some interesting, there's some very interesting facts recently about about York and beer. Uh, so uh, where's my bit gone then? So I've lost my bit. That my bit's there. So my R is one that we've again we've mentioned quite a few times. Um, if I remember, you mentioned it in the last podcast, possibly, because um, I think that when we were talking about L's, I talked about Liverpool. Uh, I talked about Hardman Street, uh, where the bombed out churches. <coughs> the top of that street is the Philharmonic, across from the Philharmonic um, uh, Music Centre, music, music, whatever it is. Um, and halfway down Hardman Street, uh, just down from the Fly in the Loaf, up a little street, is the Roscoe Head. Um, and this is a pub, a uh, really fantastic pub, 35 years in the same family, a traditional Liverpool backstreet boozer uh, was threatened with closure. I remember, I think we've covered that on the podcast, didn't we? Just after lockdown, or, or it was during lockdown, it was going to be closed. The landlord was going to sell up. Uh, and thankfully, the landlady there managed to uh, managed to save the Roscoe head. So named after William Roscoe, who was quite a big beef uh, in slavery, a bit like Wilberforce, one of the contempt, contemporary diseases. Um, always have six beers on. I think they always have landlord on as a regular, and then they always have tetlis uh, on, uh, and then they also have uh, four rotating casks. Um, it, it can be a little bit. I think we mentioned last time. It's a, it's a funny, funny little place, really. There's two rooms. Uh, we tend to head towards the right hand side, the little snug lounge there, um, because it, you normally get a few locals sat at the bar. Uh, but it's it's been camera pub of the year forever in Liverpool. So I've never been to that. I've no, never yeah, it's been worth that. worth going to. You get a lovely view. If you, if you stand out of that Donton left, you get a lovely view of the Catholic Cathedral as well, which is literally at the end of that street and it's kind of opened up there as well. And the other I said the other way is the bombed out church. If you, if you look the other way you, you see the bombed out church. Um so it's pretty central to not far from Lime Street, probably about six minutes walk. Um past the um oh what's the what's the not the chemist what's the pharmacy the pharmacy pubs on that that road as well the fine the famous crown as you pharmacy the, dispensary. The dispensary dispensary sorry that was it yeah that dispensary so it's it's kind of in that in that pub interland so roscoe head definitely worth looking out for if you are heading to liverpool right we're on to the s's then so s's again an interesting again we're gonna have a brewery this time a pub and a venue, a, a well, uh, you know, a visiting place. So, Bruce, your S, you chose Britain's first seaside resort on the North Coast, which, of course, is the wonderful... Skegness. Scarborough! <laughs> <laughs> yes, so I think Scarborough's a bit of a bad rap these days. It's considered, uh, I mean, even people around here would, would it dream of uh, going to Scarborough. They all head to Whitby instead, uh, uh, because it's got that little bit of kudos now, where most sort of guard you really not on deep. a Saturday afternoon, Bruce. I think you're safer in Scarborough because last yeah. time I was in Wigan on a Saturday afternoon, Saturday afternoon, it was shocking. It was like York, it was just full of drunken gangs of yeah. people. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. they're busting them down from Teesside and Tyneside now, right. probably because yeah. they're not allowed in most of the pubs up there, they're on pub, pub bands. So, yeah, you've got coach companies shipping them down from Stanley, from Darlow, from all over. And it was it, it was horrible. And a, a colleague of mine went with her family as well. We didn't know that we were both going to Whitby on that same day. And before he even had a chance to tell her, she said, oh, we went to Whitby. She said, oh, she said it was horrible. It was just gangs of, of loud people, like staggering about drunk at two or three o'clock in the afternoon. Well, I said, yeah, no, shocking. But anyway, sorry. Talking about, sorry, uh, the Otley, Otley Road run, that managed to enter in the Observer this morning. Um, there's, a, there's, there's an article in the Observer about the Otley Road run. You mentioned, Bruce, last time when they're trying to crack down, aren't they? And they're, yeah. they're trying, and I think they'd said that they, I think they said that they turned 95 people away, I think, on Friday, Friday afternoon this week. Um, How are the police then? How are they policing Well, basically, it? it sounds like the pubs themselves are policing it. In that they, if you if they think that you are 
already in Tosca, they're not letting you in their pub. And then oh, they yeah. then and they're radioing on to the next pub down the road to say, we you know, Skyrack said that we've just turned 95 away and the and the next pub down the road, the, the famous <laughs> oak or what it's called. Any landlord is breaking the law if they serve some. Well, that's what they're saying, drunk. yeah. That's what they're saying. So and there's a very special law uh in the licensing whereby you can not allow anybody uh service and you don't have to give them a reason. Uh it's 174. Uh and I remember it because it's show them the door. 174 rhymes with show the door. So if somebody turns around, if you turn around to them and say, I'm not serving you, and they turn around and say, Why? You just turn around and say, not serving you, don't have to give you a reason. Leave me pub. If you don't leave me pub, police will call and then you can be fined 200 quid straight off. Even if you've not broken any law, well, you have broken law because you've refused to leave my premises. I mean, Tom is amazing to me that, that people can get drunk and yet who's serving them? Because I say, if somebody walks into a pub drunk, shouldn't be serving them anyway. It's it's one of those weird things, really. But it's interesting that it ties with Nick's that are there, the, 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 the article and, and the kind of leads. Publicans were saying that they felt it got a lot worse over the last, um, well, since lockdown unlocked, really. And that what they're saying is they're saying that whereas in the past it was good hearted, it was groups of students, it was hen nights. They say now it's groups of men um, between 25 and 50, often from London, from down south. Um, and basically, basically, articles, they don't give a shit. They don't care that they're going to get banned because they're not going to be coming back. You know, it's a day out for them jump on the train. The police are saying that they're already pissed when they arrive at Leeds Station, so they've started to turn people back as well at Leeds Station before they even get on the, the bloody run because they've just sat on the train for two and a half hours drinking. Um, and they said the, the kind of the atmosphere had changed. It wasn't as, as fun and party going anymore. It was just hardcore drinking and then getting into getting into fights and things. So anyway, that was in. So we did cover Scarborough in episode 10 because uh, me and Nick had done a little bit of a, of a kind of a little tour um, of that coast. Um, but, Bruce, I've thrown a few pubs up here. Um, so I don't know if these are the ones that you had in your mind as you were thinking about Scarborough. Yes, three of those definitely were. Yes, obviously, the whole of the wall, I mean, I say, uh, for, for our, uh, for us three, all that age now, 54, 55, we've been of course, our real destinations were primarily York, and then, of course, would be Scarborough. And our number one destination in Scarborough would be the... Uh, Hole in the Wall, which is one of the bottom left-hand corner, if you're looking on YouTube. Uh, it's on Vernon Road, which is a little road that links the town to the seafront, uh, but not the main drag down, so it was always pretty quiet down there. Mm. That's where the Hole in the Wall was. But it was an absolute oasis of rail ale, wasn't it? He mm. always had, a, uh, for those days, uh, five or six different rail ales on, which was no mean feat getting those to Scarra. Very interesting choice. Homemade food, so by a friendly aid from the hatch, about £3 for our lunch, didn't it? And it really was a fantastic uh, a little pub, the hole in the wall. And it still is going now. Uh, it seems to have a Marston's tie now. Um, but it's not too unchanged inside. It's a long, narrow pub. Um, put some TVs, which shaved a bit, haven't they, Nick, really? Yeah. And I think, really... I think it's changed hands again, Brooks. So that's a problem, because it's a punch pub, ultimately, I think it was. I don't yeah. think it was free house, and it's it's changed, yeah. changed landlord, landlady again and again and again. They've done better sticking to the uh, original brief, really. But, yeah, it's still six guys going. Uh, the Golden Ball, which the uh, last time I was in Scarborough, was closed. I really hope the fans come on to run it now. It's a Sam Smith's pub. I have to say, I think the front bar in that picture there, uh, if you're there at uh, dusk as the light's coming on uh, and when it's open, of course, uh, it probably, I think, is probably the finest seaside bar pub in the country. Uh, so it's got really early, it's dimly lit. You see all the lights flickering from the harbour, the boats bobbing up and down. It's absolutely fantastic golden ball. The rest of the pub, I have to say, go back, isn't that great? But you know, as you swearing, no children. But that front bar is absolutely uh, astonishing. It's like it's like sitting in the rear of a galley and overlooking the harbour, isn't it, bros? It is, yeah, it's absolutely stunning. Yeah, I do well put it reopen because it's not a trip to Sky without the golden ball. Mm. Uh, and now uh, the um. On the top right hand side, that's the Leeds Arms, which um, went to many years ago. Then it closed, and now it's reopened. Mm. The guy who was running it, I believe, has come from uh, the Riverside pub at Aircaster Mulberry. I did go in here on New Year's Day this year, and it was really back to its best again. Interest choice, really. Real community pub there. This is in the old town of Scarborough. It was packed. It's a small pub. It was packed. Um, <laughs> in fact, it's a COVID town, probably a great thing. Uh, it's on the road to the castle. Up between Scarborough, the Leeds Arms, it's just a one-room boozer in the heart of the old town. Absolutely fantastic pub. <coughs> no longer a bass house, but a great pub there. 
And then, of course, the other one is the uh, North Riding Group, which I've not been in for a long time, but I hear really, really good things about yeah, it. Yeah, we were there last summer, weren't we? Yeah. We had a, we had yeah. a couple of visits in there. It was again, it, it's it's not a great little shower, but I've got to say it's pretty pretty ropey inside. Some fantastic windows, actually, some yeah. wonderful windows with the beer kind of stained glass beers. Um, obviously, they have their own. It's a bit confusing, really. North Riding Beer is out at Snayton Brewery, um, but they claim that the the, the pub does have a, a micro brewery on site as well. Um, they mainly focus on their beers, but again, they, I think Nick, there was a fantastic range when we were in there, weren't there? I mean, that was just yeah. after lockdown, I remember rightly. Because um, the even itself the, is, they even have a fridge with some crafting. But yeah, at the clientele in there, it was surprising that anybody would go for a craft beer yeah. because it was obviously. Yeah. They had the regular locals, and then there was quite a few that were obviously holiday makers. But it was obvious that all they do is sit in the pub for the full week's holiday. You think, <laughs> why, why come to Scarborough and sit in the same pub during uh, the day? This is up. This is up on the uh, north uh, near Pizon Park, very near to the cricket ground as well. So I think they do a lot of trade when they when they cross. There's the a lot of B and Bs and, and cheaper yeah. hotels yeah. And, yeah. and guest houses up there. Yeah, and then the other one on the other side there is the Cascade, which again, probably back in the day, Bruce was one of our go-to's. Well, again, this is up near Valley Road, near the bridge over the the kind of the road down to the uh, the beach. Um, again, we have been in there recently, Nick. It's it's not like it was. It, they still normally have a couple of good beers on. It still gets in the beer guide, um, but maybe again, not quite its heyday. And then one I probably missed off, which is the Stumble Inn, isn't it? Which is a new micro yes. beer pub. Yeah. Um, which is kind of on the way out of the town centre, past yeah. the um, yeah. uh, Stephen Joseph Theatre, which again, we and Nick have really, we've been there a few times. Uh, and the one which we should fun. explore next time we go, I've not been in for years, up on the South Cliff, there used to be the Highlander Bar in the Stressor. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They had a microbrew, I don't think they have that anymore. But even we were going the... Uh, uh, mid 1980s, the bar looked like 30 hour day, didn't it? Yeah. It, had a, it, had a, it had a tartan carpet and steeps were hosting tartan. Uh, yeah. They had hundreds and hundreds of mostly empty whiskey bottles of darn in there. It was an extraordinary place. I'd love to think it's just as it was because how what did it look like now? We must explore the uh, next time. No, I think you're right. I, I think it's just it's the same. And I think they still do have a bit of a, a, a cask beer kind of focus as well, which is weird because it's basically a hotel bar. McEwen's tartan a bit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, Tins of McEwen's tartan. So Bruce's chose is Scarborough. Nick, you you've gone back to something we talk about every bloody podcast. So you could really not not do an SS with the. Well, no, I would say two S's. Samuel yes. Smith. We can't see much more about Samuel Smith. No, I was just thinking, really. <laughs> my 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 favourite Samuel Smith pub, I suppose, will be Nelly's in Beverly. Whilst I've not been there for a while, because the rest of my family don't like it because it's dark and they say it's a bit grubby. Uh, uh, so I would suggest it's going to be the Princess Louisa in London or I actually like Shandos because the Shandos is the middle of the city. Um, always going to see it in there. Typical Sam Smith's pub. They've got those little one booths in there. So if you get one of those, uh, you're right in the heart of the action, but you're sort of like separated as well. Uh, plenty of Sam Smith's pubs in London, which is the reason why I like the Sam Smith's pubs down there because you know what you're going to get. And, yeah, fair play to Humphrey. You know, if you don't want idiots on the phones going in, certainly in London. Unless you're Humphrey, just uh, go to spoons and use your phone in Weatherspoons. <laughs> well, yeah, and, you know, the fact that he's he's reinvested in the buildings, he's made sure that these pubs are surviving. Uh, once again, Shut. you know, unless he's, uh, yeah, unless, you know, if he has, if he wasn't one of the richest blocks in Yorkshire, then, you know, I dare say his business model wouldn't be seen as being very successful. But, uh Fair play. Uh, in fact, I was just looking online, Mike, to see where Sam Smith's pub down in Sheffield. And quite surprisingly, well, not, not I suppose, because obviously the pubs that were in Sheffield were, were owned by the rival breweries. But there's only the Brown Bear, which we might have a look into tomorrow, which is right in the middle of Sheffield. And then the only other five are actually on the outskirts in Grenaside, in Uterbridge, uh, Stocksbridge. Uh, it's surprising that, you know, there aren't more Sam Smith's pubs actually in the Sheffield city. Uh, but I suppose I say that's because they were always... Those, yeah, the, those tiny yeah. tenants yeah. and walls and stones yeah. and whip breads and all yeah. those sort of people. So, yeah, no, that's, that's right. Um, I see Bruce, unfortunately, the Trafalgar Bay again, we've probably mentioned a few times. Um, is I think so, it's shut, isn't it? It's apparently, went very well, quick. No, the report it was closed and it was closed last weekend, but I've been down Lundry Lane this afternoon on the bus on the way to uh, Vanguard, who's going to buy a new dining room table and um. 
it's reopened. So oh, right. okay, that's good news, isn't it? I'm suspecting it's possibly because of course it's been Eber week. And yeah. for many people who come year after year after year, they'll go yeah. to Trafalgar Bay. There's a path to the race course. And he knew that, obviously, uh, they'll make thousands of pounds. Probably the bit by, by far the busiest week in that pub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would imagine he's sort no, we're not. And Humphrey is quite a bit of a racehorse uh, yeah. guy, isn't he? Quite like his racing. Uh, Although, again, I'm, I'm guessing the York Arms is still shut, is it, Bruce? The York Arms still closed. Yeah, the one by the Riverside's open. Uh, but sadly, the village pubs, with the exception of... Uh, Appleton Roebuck, uh, which uh, we might try and get into next weekend when you're up, uh, that's reopened, but otherwise it's all pretty much uh, bad news. Rather astonishingly, a few weeks ago, I think in May, which tied our term, we did uh, find ourselves in Boston Spa and went to the General Admiral Elliot, uh, and he spent £900,000 on it. it was, you mentioned that in the last podcast, Bruce. You, you, we, have, we had pictures of yeah, lovely, we did. lovely uh, well, all, over, all over the wall, beer mats on the wall. Yeah. And everything. Uh, in the no, toilets. The toilets. Uh, yeah. That's right. Well, since then we were yeah. in um, yeah. Stutton. We went on holiday, and uh, the lady couldn't do any f- food, so we said, "Oh, we'll go to Bramham." And uh, he said, "Oh, the pub's closed in Bramham." We said, oh, "We'll go to Clifford." He goes, "Oh, Clifford's closed down." We yeah. said, oh, "Okay, we'll go to Boston Spa, the Abrilalia." He says, "That's closed as well." So actually, he spent nine hundred thousand pound renovating the pub, and that, uh, as I, to, to the best of my understanding, is closed down, which is extraordinary. Yeah. Commercial yeah. hotel still closed in Nesborough. I was there last Sunday. Yeah. Uh, sad to see yeah. that. And I'm guessing the the tapping in Tadcaster, the Griffin and Horse, is still I mean, I've just, I've just, I said, I've, I've done quite a lot. Been doing quite a research in New York, and the York Arms again is is a pub that is you know throughout York's history really, yeah. uh, going back all the way back to the kind of you know Edwardian before that. And um, I know you mentioned the Rolling Stones. I think last on the podcast we did York, you mentioned that the Rolling Stones were frequent visitors there. Apparently, the Clash were as well. Apparently, the Clash when they first had the concerts outside. Um, they just but with this, they, they, they had some new songs they wanted to try, so they just basically pitched up outside the York Arms and put an impromptu concert on, and then and then spent the night in the York Arms, and then I went back every time they're in the area. So, um, yeah, what a shame it's it shut. Um, so to conclude, actually, which is is a nice little circle, I think, in a way. So for my S, I have chosen that Sudabiz, where I guess the whole Maltrav podcast ideas began as we mentioned back yeah. when we were kind of at school where we were just leaving school kind of me and Nick going to sixth form Bruce starting the, the world of work and Sotheby's was the pub that we would go into Sotheby's Crown Hotel um very much kind of a kind of a molten um whatever legend you know been there forever in the same family for many many years dominates the the main street in Molton uh it's still alive now as the Rose and Crown and still still okay um but I think for Sotheby's at the time uh, and there's a nice picture here of Neil, um, who was the son of the family that, that continued the business uh, through the 80s, 90s and into the noughties. Um, Neil, again, was the, I guess, maybe not quite the brains, but um, set the brewery up um, in the early 90s around the back of the pub um, using some of the old stables. Um, and double chance, uh, a horse that won the Grand National, yeah, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Double chance um, in the in the eighteen hundreds. Um, yeah, was it. Was, was the beer that that they brewed, and actually did really well and became. I don't think it was ever quite beer of Britain, but it was it was certainly nominated. I might have got feeling really, might have got a, a bronze or a silver. And we mentioned old Bob as well, and that did very well and won national awards as well. Um, unfortunately, didn't didn't maybe quite last. Uh, maybe maybe wasn't quite as well as managed it could have been. Um, went off and, and did a few things and got brewed elsewhere. Um, and then gradually, I guess, the, the hotel pub brewery challenges. Um, so I know uh, Neil and family sold up uh, a few years ago now um, and, and went off. Uh, but I say the pub is still going. So for us, it was probably. Into, first... I bumped into him and Karen were in Florios two weeks ago. So they were, yeah, I, said, uh, I said, You're looking well. He's actually working the library in New York now, yeah. Neil. Yeah, because uh, he was yeah he was in the butchers, so you have to bob in the library sometime, Bruce. Go and see him. I don't know which department he's in, but uh, yeah, because uh, Karen was working to a yard as well. One that won't involve a lot of work, yeah. <laughs> so Bruce, Bruce and I probably had our first of the drinks in there, probably when we were kind of oh, well, certainly for me. That the globe, that the new globe. Yeah, yeah and the new globe's crossed us seventeen. I, I do remember taking Nick there on his eighteenth birthday. It was a pub that we probably ended up in. 
Um, and in fact, I think he disappeared at one point <laughs> out of that pub. Uh, uh, and a, a pub full of characters. Um, and, it, you know, again, it was interesting, wasn't it? He had what? I guess he ended up having three or four rooms, different areas yeah, of drink. Yeah. So, so Sotheby's, yeah, the, the the pub where it all began. So, uh, very good. Yeah, so, yeah. so uh, I will whistle through that. So, what we had left then, we had an X left. What what could we could we have done for X? Oh, man, X. I'd be struggling with X. I don't know well, pubs. Yeah. We do need to think about it, but um, there's probably a pub called the Xavier or the Lord Xavier or something like that. Or, I mean, I guess you could maybe get away with cross, couldn't you? But I'm just looking at this. There's cross. no, I, I suppose you could have Castle Main 4X, oh, you could yeah. have Bateman's XXXB or XB or XB, yeah. couldn't you? Uh, mm. I'm just seeing this, there's, there's nothing else, I don't think. Um, apparently, there's a beer called Zebedee, which we could have for Zed. Yeah, um, I guess Zodiac. There must be a beer called Zodiac. Um, I can't think of what's, any names. Well, what's 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 the bar with the, lot, is there? What's the bar with the shortest name in Q? Um, Q. Q. Oh, Q. That we had that. Right. Okay. I think we actually had that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the same with Y. Really, I don't know why you go with Y. Pubs uh, beginning with let's what's what's the, what's that Polish well, Polish movie Youngs, Youngs, Youngs from London. Oh, no, Youngs, yeah, we yeah. did mention. Yeah, we did we mention that last time actually. Yitzis, uh, Yitzis was a, a was a brewery of our no, not Yitzis wine bar. But oh, Yitzis, Yitzis brewery. brewery, yeah, was a brewery of the nineteen eighties for us, wasn't it? It was, you're right. Yeah, uh, the Zetland Arms is a is a, is a is a, mm. uh, a a Z name pub that again I've yeah I've seen a couple of Zetland Arms. Um, Zombie one, Shack apparently there's a pub the, called Zombie Shack somewhere in the world the Zetland up in uh, what's that one up in North North East that's supposed to have a quite a unique uh, historical interior doesn't it is that the one I'm thinking about has it got stained glass windows or mirrors or yeah it rings like a bell that? yeah it rings a bell rings a bell rings a bell yeah. um, I'm just thinking any breweries we've got Wheel Ale Breweries with a W uh, we did we did W didn't we um, yeah can't see there's any uh cruising with the Y, the Yard of Ale Brewing Company. There you go. So there were there are some, there are some. So anyway, got so that... yellow. Uh Black Sheep did a yellow, didn't they, for the Tour de Tour de France, Tour de Yorkshire? Oh yeah, they did. They yeah, did. Sure they did yellow. Yeah. Right. Well, that ties us up then, because we've now done that bit. So we've got to start thinking some new stuff what we're going to do on the podcast. So uh, as I said, Nick and I are off to Sheffield tomorrow. Bit of an early birthday, um, uh, whatever delight for Nicholas. Yeah, so we're gonna hopefully, uh, um, take a few off. Um, the plan is we're going to head out to Fullwood um, at lunchtime. Probably meet in the in the tap station. We're going by train. Um, head out to Fullwood and visit the one of the ale clubs, which apparently are really great venues. There's two. There's one yeah. in one towards Eccleshall Way and one in Fulford. Uh, we're going to go to the Abbeydale Tap. They don't actually have a tap uh, at the brewery, but they have a pub, The Rising Sun. So that's in Wold Fullwood. We're going to go. I'm then I'm doing the first bit, so we're going to go to the Itchy Pig. Um, we're going to try and get in the York Arms because apparently they're one of the pubs that still do or do the new version of Stones uh, Bitter. That oh, is um, brewed by uh, names just gone up my head now. Uh, we might then try and get in the uh, Lost Industry Tap Room, and then I'm going to hand over to Nick, who's going to take us to the centre of Sheffield and probably end up in Kellam Island and visit some of his old haunts. So we'll probably do a little podcast about that as well. As I mentioned, hopefully going to meet up uh, next week, possibly on Sunday. Probably, well, definitely in York because I need to go and take some pictures of some old breweries and places. Um, so we'll do that. Oh, that's what I was going to ask you about. What is the link with Sheffield and Carling Black Label? As you mentioned a little bit earlier on today, Sheffield has two very, whatever the word is, very, you know, important. Well, Carling's obviously was a Canadian uh, brewery mm -hmm. uh, originally. Uh, it's now promoted as using British barley, isn't it? So it's a British lager, mm -hmm. uh, even though it's still owned by Canadians, is it? Or whoever? Or one of those uh, massive... It's, 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 I think it's Molson Coors these days. Massive, but, yeah, uh, yeah. By all accounts, the Hope and Anchor Brewery uh, in Sheffield, which was out Hillsborough Way, uh, mm. which formed the Northern Breweries of Great Britain in 1954, was the first brewery to actually brew at Carling. Black label as it was then, and the the uh, Hilltop Pub in Sheffield, which is still going, was the first ever pub in the UK to serve draft Carling in 1965. So, and Carling obviously became the biggest selling beer of 
uh, of the UK. Um, I think still is the biggest biggest selling beer. Um, I think it's now it's now brewed in Tadcaster. A lot of things are, uh, but there we go. Yeah, uh, and again, I, I also found I'm doing a little bit of work on Stones as well. And apparently, Stones was again the the biggest selling beer um, in uh, was it sort of like 1985, 86 was the biggest selling beer as well. Before again, that was bought out by Bass Sherrington, and, and as we've mentioned now, got got flogged out and brewed all over the place. And then was withdrawn eventually. Um, but again, that's made a comeback. Um, so again, a brewery has taken on the license and is, is brewing it back to the original. Uh, you can 4. still get 6. in cans. Yeah. Well, they're probably getting cast now as well. It's it's, it's re relaunched. They've, yeah. got, they've got the license off uh, Molson Coors. Talking of cans, I won't have another one of those, Mike. Thanks. It's like a whiny dandelion and burdock. We'll have to get our thinking caps on because we've done probably most of our tours. Uh, we did say we haven't actually done one on Malton, so we must do a, a pub crawl on Malton, especially where the pub is still open at the moment. If, if the spotted cows reopen, then I think we probably need to do do that. Um, we probably can't really, really do much on York game. We did three podcasts on York in the past. So I think we're going to have to get our thinking caps on, guys, and come up with um, something that's a little bit new. I, I um, think we should have a month of poetry. A month of well, we could do that as well. Right, Obviously, you, there are bombs, yes. there are so many different variations of pub podcasts now. It's always trying to find something that's a bit a bit more niche. Although, again, um, obviously, some podcasts on the Opinions Beer O'Clock Show uh, they announced that they they stopped. They did their last episode, I think, two weeks ago. So there is a massive gap there because they were a huge you know, following. Um, obviously, there are other, you know, other ones that I regularly listen to as well. So we will have to come up with some ideas about what we're going to do to get us through the cold, cold winter, um, because winter is coming and it's going to be quite a long one by the sounds of it. Uh, so perhaps maybe on Sunday we do get together for, for a few beers um, on probably on Sunday. Nick can join us after work. Uh, we will get our thinking caps on. So I think what we'll probably do is try and maybe meet up in a couple weeks' time and maybe me and Nick can give you a, a rundown of our little trip to Sheffield and how that went and. Um, I think what we're hoping, Nick, is take a few new ones off out with it. I know you're obviously Hi. a place where you know quite well. Um, we covered in episode 14, um, but we will uh, we will get our thing kept on. So I think, gents, that's going to be it for this evening. Um, I say beery highlights for this will be going to Sheffield tomorrow. Uh, I know, Bruce, you were mm, thinking about you might be able to sneak off, but is that a no-goer tomorrow? No, I really, yeah, I'll say I'm fixed in the morning. Yes. Okay. I'll we'll say if not, we'll definitely see yeah. We'll see each other on, on Sunday, hopefully, in York, and we'll have uh, a few beverages then as well. So I'll play the funky music to see us out. So thanks for listening, everybody. Um, again, as always, if you would, please drop us a review, if you could, on wherever you get your podcasts from. And if you haven't watched the YouTube, maybe watch YouTube. And if you've watched YouTube, why not? Put us in the car or whatever on your headphones and listen to the podcast as well. Or so, any ideas for Or podcasts? any ideas, yeah. Anything you want to hear us talking about. Something definitely, we might definitely. have covered before, but not covered in great enough detail. And you thought that was interesting. Wish they'd talked a bit more about it. Thank you. Bye.